what it is. How's it going, everybody? Today, we're going to be talking about that Zack Snyder Justice League. That that director's cut. You know what I mean? That pure. That pure right there. That pure Justice League. You know, the one y'all always wanted. And better not complain about. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, we're going to talk about the whole shebang. We're going to talk about the Batmans, the Wonder Womans, the Supermans. All of them things. You know, and talk about... Who knows? Maybe we might even talk about the Aquamans. He looks good. I'm just saying. Anyway, the point is, you're listening to The First Ones to Die. You fit to have a good time because we having a good time. Check it out. You are now listening to The First Ones to Die. The First Ones to Die. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The First Ones to Die episode who knows we're not counting episodes here all we know is that today we are talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League it just dropped on HBO Max it's all the rage trending on Twitter YouTube you name it everybody's talking about this four hour extended version of Justice League IMDB describes this version as Zack Snyder's definitive director's cut the cut of justice league determined to ensure superman's ultimate sacrifice was not in vain bruce wayne aligns forces with diana prince with plans to recruit a team of metahumans to protect the world from an approaching threat of catastrophic proportions uh i want to know what you guys thought of it about this movie um, if you're new to our review format, first we will uh, do a somewhat um, overarching overview of uh, the movie, non-spoilers, so if you haven't seen it yet, we won't get into the nitty gritty, and then we'll give you a warning, and then deep dive into everything, including spoiler territory. Um, just a heads up, go ahead and give us a follow, a like, a subscribe. We're at the first ones to die. We'd love to hear your input and feedback. Go ahead and give us five stars. Follow us, um, whatever the format may be. Yes, Jerome is mouthing five stars. Go ahead and do that. Uh, Now let's get into it, okay? What you came here for. Uh, Let's start with Alex, because I feel like I started with Jerome last time. Alex. What did you think of... I'm sorry. That was so aggressive a little bit. (laughs) Alex, tell us what you thought about the movie right now. (laughs) That's what Jonathan said, but he didn't say it quite like that. (laughs) Basically, what did you think of the movie? Uh, Well, first off, I'd like to say an apology to my mom, because I'll probably be cursing a lot. Uh, Secondly, how can you call this a director's cut when it had so much added on? Like, it wasn't a cut. It was just an add-on. That's that's where yeah. director's cut is. It's yeah, but a, a cut of the movie point, with all the, feel, all the directors. Yeah, but at extra a certain style. point, it doesn't feel like a cut anymore. It just feels like an entirely different movie, and like it went from two to four hours. Four hours. That's a that's a whole other movie. This is not a director's cut. All right, we're all lying to ourselves. This is a separate movie. With very dark to lighting. To be fair, Zach no. did say that there was, no. when he first cut this movie together, no, it drum, was four drum, hours. Drum. <laughs> Originally. My time. My time. Fair enough. I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of, to be Hence fair, why I already apologized. 
why I apologize already. I only saying to be fair because uh, I know who's watch who's going to be listening to this podcast, which is Taylor, and Taylor has been excited for this just this version of Justice League for a long time. Fuck Taylor. So I want to no. give Taylor if I you like listen, Taylor. I want to give you some give you some credit. I will argue with Taylor, like I've done before. I will argue with everybody as I've always done before. Um, I understood why he wanted his version out. It did add a little more substance to the movie. I felt the time length was... It was too much. It just felt like right back to when it was like Batman versus Superman. Where the movie just kept stretching out. And it almost felt like separate movies. And then with the length of the movie. Because I have, I have mild ADD and like I have problems sitting. Uh, I started watching it at work on Friday. I watched about two hours of it. And then when I came home, it took me about three, four hours to watch the last two hours of it. Because it was just so long. And again, why is it so dark? <laughs> and unnecessarily bloody for something that's not a horror movie. But it just felt like he wanted to put blood everywhere. I feel like he wanted to create a very different movie than what the Warner Brothers wanted. And he still tried to force that idea in there. But it doesn't seem to balance out as well as I think everybody believes it to be. It feels just like, almost it feels like a little bit like it reminds me of Suicide Squad. Where you can clearly tell it has been affected by the studio. It has been affected by the writer, the directors. Like a whole bunch of people have had their hands in this pot. So, I... They took, they took notes from Game of Thrones where... If you ain't watching it with your contrast up at 100%, then you ain't watching it right. Pretty much. Like, it's really starts... Like, it's gray. Like, the first scene with, with Wonder Woman, and I won't say what's going on, is very gray. There's a lot of grayness in there. And Wonder Woman's supposed to be colorful. Or at least that's how I like to think, because she's all the red, white, or red, gold, and blue. But, like, the whole scene's gray. Anyway, um, it, it was not my favorite movie. I didn't enjoy it. I like Wonder Woman. I like Aquaman. I don't really like the actor they picked for Flash. Like, he's okay. I just don't feel him fitting as a character for Flash. And um, Zara Miller, I believe, is the Ezra Miller. Yeah, uh, Ezra, Ezra Miller. Yeah. Ezra Miller. And then Cyborg kind of felt weird in there. Like he just has a like he just feels like he doesn't really belong with them because like no offense to Cyborg but he is not one of the top superheroes you think about when you think about in categories of like the Flash and Wonder Woman I think maybe because I've always thought about him with Teen Titan he belongs with Robin mm-hmm. so that's my thoughts the points were made all right Alex I'll give you that Jerome. I'm excited to hear what you have to say as well. Uh, I uh, I will say, um, uh, to your point, Alex, by the way, no, this is no studio tampering. This is all Zach. They let him do whatever he wanted because Zach didn't call for this. The fans called for this. There was petitions asking for him to make this movie. So... This or is to all hit, it like so. So I edited, give it all right, and the, so the execs at no, he filmed all this, and then they hired a different director to like, finish the first version that came out in theaters. That's why people called for him to come back and finish it, 
and cut it the way he would have cut it because they were like that wasn't the real Justice League. Zach but wouldn't have done like this. That movie coming back from like 2016 or 2000. They don't care. They don't care. They wanted they wanted to see the Zack Snyder cut. Zack Snyder was like, I'm here. So he he did it. So I I just want to give you know let that be known. However, that being said, this movie is too damn long. All right, stay with that. I was not expecting Jerome to say that. Yeah, actually, I'm a little surprised by that. This movie's too damn long. There's too much in this. I I don't get me wrong. I I as a comic book fan, there's a lot of cool moments in here. Zack Snyder's a very good visual director the movie looks aside from the color looks cool i i love a lot of the visual effects i wish there was more color but that's Zack snyder style man of steel was muted color batman v superman was muted color heck all of his movies are muted color except dawn of the dead so i expected that um but this is a perfect product of uh what was ian malcolm's uh um, comments in Jurassic Park, which is you spent so much time thinking about whether you could, you didn't stop to think about whether you should. All right, there's so many moments in this movie that I'm like, while yes, it looks cool, this is not necessary to tell this story. And there are multiple points through the story I forgot what the plot was because the movie <laughs> is so long and some of these character intros take so long to get through that I was like, Oh yeah, Steppenwolf, right. <laughs> I kept losing track of the plot. Over like however, there are some good things here. Uh I do like uh, a lot of the uh storylines feel more fleshed out than in the the Joss Whedon finished Justice League that came out in theatrical cuts. There's a lot of information that we get more about Cyborg and Flash that helps to flesh out their characters a bit more. Um Batman seems more like actual Batman instead of this jokey Batman that Joss Whedon was trying to write. Um, Joss Whedon can only do jokey, though. Yeah, so that's that like, was cool. I liked seeing Batman just be a normal, normal, you know, his normal self. Um, Jeremy Irons as Alfred is still great. Uh, so, you know, I think there are some good things here. And to say that this movie is just outright bad from my point of view isn't fair i don't think that's true however there are issues still here like it's not like this is like some people on twitter uh, are just like oh it's so much better than justice league so therefore it's a good movie and it's like no it's it's all right you know it's definitely better than the first one but i would not say this is better i would say this in between it's like the difference between cooking something and you burn it or not cooking it enough and I feel like in the middle, between this four-hour version of this movie and the two-hour version of this movie, there is a good Justice League film. That is the perfect cut. But this ain't it, from my point of view. Yeah, that's a good point. Because four hours is a long time. One, not only for people's attention spans. Two hours is the median uh, or average time for a movie because that's typically the amount of time that it takes to you know tell a complete story well it's twofold, um, and that's plenty of time yeah and that's plenty of time to be able to tell a complete story right 
Yeah, because it's like most of the people, most movies are two hours, not just because that's about the amount of time, relatively like the uh, the proper amount of time you need to tell your story, but also because most studios want to get as many viewings in the time slot as possible. So they want it to be two hours because then they could probably get about four showings at the least that day if they're not doing like matinees, if they're doing just evening shows. If they're doing matinees, that they could maybe do one more like in the morning too. Like, you know, for like stuff like Disney movies and stuff like kid movies. So yeah, two hours those is days when we would have like a, 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 a three hour, almost long movie and we'd only be able to show it three times in the day. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so it, there's, there is. I like those times though. I won't yeah, lie. Cause it like, we would just chill. Felt shorter and we're like, okay, we're three hours. Let's watch our own movie now in the back. <laughs> So, Behind the scenes of yeah. the station. Yeah, so it's somewhere in between there. There's a three-hour cut of this movie that I think is the perfect length and perfect yeah. cuts with the right stuff. Do you think, I'll ask you this, and then we'll go into further detail with spoilers. Do you think it would have been better had they released it maybe as a series? Because if you think about it, four hours nowadays is the amount of time that a lot of studios are are, are companies um used to create limited series like six episodes 45 minutes each that adds up to about four hours do you think if they would have released it like that it would have been interesting or 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 better maybe than just a four-hour movie uh that was the original plan actually that's why there's all these chapters that say part one part two part three the original plan was to release it as parts but then they decided not to do that I think looking at it, I don't think it would work as parts, maybe like as a mini or at least it wouldn't work as like a once a week series. You got to release all of this at one time, but just as little snippet episodes. Yeah, because clearly DC fans really hold on. To- um, I think the thing Justice League did wrong was they didn't follow kind of like the Avenger pattern, but I think they were trying to jump outside that. Where each Avenger had their own movie first before the Avengers came out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they kind of messed up was because like right in the beginning of the movie, yeah, you have to figure out, all right, who's the Flash? Who... Even though you have Wonder Woman's story, they still need a little introduction because of the timeline. Same with like Batman and what he's been doing this entire time while Superman's been dead. Aquaman and all that fun stuff and it's like okay so some we've had the movie and now we have to work out the timelines of what you have been doing and some we're getting new introductions for and it's just like too much for a beginning of the movie and that's where those like scattered timelines come in and you're just trying to figure out what am I what am I watching right now who's whose life am I watching at this moment well it's a clean apartment so it's Wonder Woman (laughs) that's how I told that's how I got to tell apart Aquaman there was always water the Flash was kind of messy. Cyborg, there was metal around everywhere. Batman just had an attitude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You didn't even watch the film. John, I didn't watch yeah, the film. I'm going to well, call you Alex, out for thanks that. Thanks for blowing my cover, but I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was I was about to be transparent with our... Ooh, with right our, uh, I'm with, calling you out now. <laughs> <laughs> you trying to, trying to I was agree. I was about to be transparent with our with our listeners. Um, unfortunately, because this movie came out, um, what, yesterday or two days ago, as we're recording this, I haven't had time to shell out the four hours it took to watch this film. And apparently... <laughs> 
I didn't need to because it was too long anyways. So <laughs> I'm just going to be moderator for tonight and I'm going to add my little two cents when I can. Um, and if anybody has a problem with that, you know what I'm about to say. You can at me. So there's that. Um, <laughs> so getting into spoiler territory, you guys have mentioned that you guys both mentioned that it was too long. Are there any particular instances that you can point to where you think, okay, this part was completely unnecessary. It did not need to be included in, it did not even need to be filmed in the first place. Yes. All the music videos in this God dang movie. There's yeah, music that about? So there's yeah, multiple there points were. in the movie where the movie stops to be in slow-mo and then the ki- the character does something really cool and epic. And then there's like opera music playing in the background. And it's like solid minutes of this that are like one in particular with Aquaman where all it is is Jason Momoa as Aquaman walks down a pier, takes his super wet soaked shirt off to show off the muscles, well, well, drinks um, a bottle of whiskey. All of this in slow-mo. Then the waves crash around him. And then you swear you could see the Dior cologne commercial logo to pop up because that you know, is exactly what it is. It's that was, that one was video. perfectly fine to stay in. First of all, Alex, you have a bias. All right? You love that man. All I'm saying I do. All right? I'm not denying it. It's like, he's gorgeous. It's like, damn. But what I'm saying is that's one. Then there's another one where, as, where the Flash is like showing off his powers. Oh my god, every time the Flash moves, like (laughs) it's supposed to be him, like super speed, right? Everybody's in like slow-mo themselves, but then they make him go slower to show you what he's, and I don't know why. That's a good point, I never thought about that. (laughs) Yeah, because he's like moving around the person. He's in slow motion as everything else is in slow motion. Everything is like stop, but he's moving in slow motion around like a person or like he's gonna get hit by a weapon, but he slowly turned. Like whether you have super speed or not, your ass is gonna move out of the way. You right. should. That is what a human well, no. instinct is. No, you wouldn't, because the scene he's in wasn't her. This one, this girl is staring at him like he is the best thing since sliced bread, and driving, <laughs> not even looking at the road, just driving, staring at him in his eyes and then and then get hit by a semi truck and it's just like no flash let her die darwin's saying something and i think you need to allow him to finish his statement because there is no way you have survived this long if one man who isn't even all that good looking could distract you that much (laughs) to get yourself killed rubber rubber necking will get you killed i know i've literally almost been hit rubber necking so i know the experience (laughs) I always I always just think about the logistics of if we merge the universe of Justice League and the boys, the show on Amazon, and the idea that if you're running that fast, if you have that much super speed, eventually there's going to be an accident where you might just like run into somebody or run <laughs> into something and it's not going to turn out pretty. If I had super speed, I would definitely run into a wall. Because I've walked into walls and doors where I just turn around really fast and like, boom. Um, God knows how I haven't broken my nose, but I haven't. But yeah, super speed, I would like slam into just everything. But yeah, no, you're right. Like half the movie, uh, like you could lose an hour of time 
if you stop putting things in, in slow motion. Slow-mo. And like slow motion in any movie isn't needed really because like So you're saying when I watch this movie I should watch it on two times speed. For real listen. A couple the thing times, is, yeah, no, this movie would be three hours if all the slow mo was sped up. <laughs> Alex is right, we lose an hour. <laughs> yeah, because it started okay, so we're going into more spoiler territory because technically Jerome already entered it. Uh, well, John but, just said like, going into spoilers. So yeah, did you? I did. I gave a warning. Yeah. My brain. You're safe. You're um, safe. Okay. Well, literally starting off is with Diane, uh, Wonder Woman. She's saving like these kids from a terrorist. Hence the whole. I was like, it was really great because there's for some reason around a lot of stone. But anyway, half the time she is fighting in the first half hour of this film, it is spent in slow motion. When she does the lasso. It's a little bit of a slow-mo going to show how she's able to wrap so many people around it. And, like, when she's, like, I think it's a scene where they're shooting and she does, like, a spin in the air. Again, it's a slow motion to show how the bullets whip past her. So in the first, like, 45 minutes, you it could have been cut down to, like, half an hour to 20 minutes. If they just did not do slow motion and they had the fight scene. Well, Alex, you skipped the very first scene where we see Superman scream in slow-mo. And then the scream is heard around the entire world. I think I didn't even watch that one. I (laughs) honestly do not recall that. And I think I just was like, probably just was like, okay, he's been screaming for like five minutes. Here's the thing. The worst, the the most egregious one, though, at at least these ones, right? Wonder Woman, Flash, even Aquaman. You could say these are our heroes. So... Seeing them in slow-mo is like, okay, that's pretty epic. You know, I could see that being cool. Why mm-hmm. is Lois Lane going to get coffee and then go to the Superman statue no. in slow-mo? No way. <laughs> With opera music. Oh, my God. I forgot I, about that. I, I yeah, they did that. This. Oh, my. Where she just what? like, I am not such Alex. A, am such... I lying? Am no, I, lying? I forgot about that scene, but now it came back. And is, like, is it is it at a moment where she's just having like brain fog or something or or, or she's she's sad I think it's supposed to Superman's like, dead. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's just supposed to convey like depression and sadness and she's like kind of walking, kind of going through the motions. Of course it's very windy and there's opera music, her hair's a flowing. But yeah, like <laughs> it, like I get the slow-mo maybe to the statue where it's kind of a realization moment, but y- yeah, Jerome is correct the whole scene is her starting off with coffee, getting her coffee, walking, and then arriving at the statue, which I think killed like a good solid 10 minutes <laughs> that didn't need. First of all, it didn't even need to be in the film. Her going to like, I her getting, okay, fine. Her going to the statue and like kind of contemplating her life and, you know, dealing with her sadness and whatnot. But like the getting coffee part didn't need to happen. You could have just had the scene open to her standing there and looking sad. Funny enough. Which is what it ended with. Joss Whedon, get, you know what scene Joss Whedon cut in his version for the two-hour version? All of her getting coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Joss Whedon wasn't was that. just a smart no. I'm decision. I'm not going to lie. There's a montage he does in the beginning of the original cut Justice League. A lot of the scenes that I would have cut if I was editing this movie are those. And he did the same thing. And I feel like me and Joss Whedon are on the same page with a lot of that. I'm just like, you cannot have all this in here. Some of this has got to go. Because all of it's just, I'm sad. Okay. 
and like, and moving yeah. on. No, don't move on. If you move it on, then that means this scene was unnecessary. <laughs> so how much of the, I want to know, because this was my favorite scene in uh, the original, how much of the Superman just going ham on everybody and tossing everybody left and right, the other Justice League characters, how much of that did they extend or include? None of it, because all of it that's in the it original the is scene. the same scene. They kept it's it all. That's all Zack Snyder. Okay. Yeah. I think the only thing. That's good, because that was my my favorite scene. The the thing they change is that Superman doesn't grab Batman and he's just like, Do you bleed? He doesn't say anything to Batman. He's just like, Oh, Batman, you killed me. Time to laser your face. And that's that's it. They don't have any words. (laughs) Well, Batman has words. He's just like, Clark, don't do this. Don't do this. Listen to me, Clark. (laughs) I won't lie. Even Zack Snyder or Joss Wheaton. Batman and Superman had a more better romantic relationship than Lois Lane and Superman because he's How? the one that's right up together. No, they yeah, have he's, no but he's together. there, and Lois Lane's just walking around, okay, in slow motion. At least you can say Lois Lane was in the the last two movies with Superman. Well, yeah, she was in the last, but this one is all about like Bruce Wayne just being like, "Please, Superman, no!" It's like in the, he's in the girlfriend status at that moment. The appealing to humanity, the like going in the middle of when the you know good guy goes bad, the appealing like listen to my voice, remember who I am, I'm your connection. He's in girlfriend mode. No, Batman feel, is the girlfriend of he Superman. He feels bad. He he did in he unintentionally get him killed, so he feels bad. You know, he just feels a little. He feels a little bad. Batman needs to just go to therapy then instead <laughs> of resurrecting the dead. Well, well, speaking of Batman, Alex, you 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 warned us before we started recording that yeah, he needs he fucking therapy. Some, That's what he some, was. Some cuss words, some bad words for Batman. So, <laughs> I have said would you this care be- to elaborate on your yes, dislike, I have said hatred? For I am always Batman. happy to talk about my dislike of Batman. Always, um, okay. and I've said said this before. Now, multiple is this times. Is, is sorry? Is this just? Uh, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman, or is this just Batman in general? It's just Batman in general. Okay. Because I know people have issues with Ben Affleck's Batman. I like Ben Affleck as Batman, actually. I don't mind him. I think he does a good job here as Batman. I think it was weird to release Justice League with Ben Affleck being Batman when they've already made, like, the newer one with, um... Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You have to remember the context of when this movie was being made is that it was supposed to be the continuation of all these DCEU movies before they just hit a point where they're like, look, it's not working. We're just going to do whatever we want at this point. Joker movie? Sure. New Batman movie? Okay. Uh, Like uh, the Harley Quinn movie? Yeah, let's do it. Like they're just at this point doing whatever they want. Because they're just like, forget it. We're not going to And they're make following it no Screw real it. timeline either. Nope. Yeah, that's another thing that bothers me. Hold on. I'm looking something up really quick. Because remember, Harley Quinn in the Harley Quinn movie, Joker's dead. But we don't. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, when did that happen? <laughs> or no, not Joker's not dead. It's that he broke up with her, right? It's like, when did that happen? It's like, who knows? Whatever. Yeah. That's the one thing about that marvel does 10 times better is that they actually follow a structure and timeline dc does not i love dc's variants in their movies i feel like they 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 go um they try to they they try to to be okay. more like creatively outside the box 
Sometimes, sometimes they they aren't. Um, but yeah, I, I'd so, say that that's that's my. There thing have Marvel been more season. actors playing Batman than there has been for James Bond. Yeah. There has been. That's ridiculous because well, this is one. Uh, sing- no, 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 no. No, I'm no. saying, are, no. You, are you including voice actors? Because if so, then yes. No, I'm if not including, including live including, action actors. Not really. We only had. I'm just talking. They've had ten. I just looked up the list. How many that's days Bond actors has there been? I feel like there's been ten, right? Seven. Oh, geez. there's been seven. I just looked, and there have been ten just live actors, not counting voice actors. For Batman. And that's what, like, bothers me. There's no consistency with, like, DC films. Their shows. I love their shows. But, like, they, like, just have, like, they just go with Batman. They don't care who the director is. They're like, you want to do a Batman movie? Sure. Just go ahead and take him. Go use his character. Like, he's the whore of DC. Everybody has had his hands on him. To be fair, that's because he's the second made superhero. The first but one. But he's not a superhero. He is a superhero. He's a vigilante. That's okay. my problem okay, with him. Okay, Alex, put on a costume. Go out there and fight crime every night and in peak physical shape with all of the gadgetry in the world. So it's like. And we're, tell me you're like, and tell me that that's not on the all level of the gadgetry, All the gadgetry in the world that he like had. Most of the movies he has made people made for him. Um, also. He wears a protective suit that keeps like him like bulletproof and helps him fly. So he's not even flying on his own. He's like gliding just with like fashion. That's what he is. He's a glider, gliding like a flying squirrel, like a gliding flying squirrel. They don't glide. fly. They glide. <laughs> he's a flying squirrel. But here's the thing, though. You consider Iron Man a superhero? No, I don't. He's a vigilante too. No, he's not. He fights yes, international he crime. He, he does fight not anything on have his turf. <laughs> superpowers that's the only thing he is not a metahuman he is not a mutant he is not a like superhuman he is an individual who was affected by the death of his parents got messed up nobody took care of this child and like he like people are like oh he's like running wayne corporation no he's not he's off playing with his tights and with his little friends in he's Justice also, League. He's also like with the smartest man he on the planet, else. so technically he can do both. <laughs> no, no, no. Now he is. But in other films, he was not. Like the okay, Christian but you Bale can't one, go by the films. He had the people films, made. The films never get it right. The first yeah, version we're of talking- Batman on TV was Adam West Batman, who is nothing like the actual Batman. But if you ask some people back then, they would say, that's Batman. Then you have the Joel Schumacher Batmans with the bat nipples. And then you have some people Wrong, say, by the way, that's Batman. Lewis G. Wilson was the Uh-oh, first Alex Batman froze. to play. <laughs> oh, I froze. Hold she on. was getting so, we'll she's getting so you, amped Alex. up that she froze. How's it going, everybody? So we actually had some technical difficulties with this episode. So uh, we're just going to take a little break uh, just so you can hear me tell you that. <laughs> But now, uh, hey, everything fixed itself, and we got right back into it. So here we're going right back into the conversation. Here we go. All right, sorry, y'all. Okay, we had we technical have... difficulty. Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Zoom was like, "You're getting heated, Alex. You gotta get off. You gotta calm yeah. down. You gotta take Zoom a breath." Zoom just didn't want to. Zoom didn't want Alex to have her moment. Look, I all warned you about my issues with Batman. So wait, so is your beef just that Batman's, you don't like, you think, you feel like Batman doesn't deserve a seat at the table, the Justice League, because he doesn't have powers? No, a lot of Batman, uh, Batman's character could have been taken care of with therapy. 
and maybe an adult handling his trust fund. <laughs> yeah, because I remember Alex, I think you were the one who always talked about his daddy issues. Mm-hmm. Look, mm-hmm. you don't run around plaid in leather, wearing leather with a cape, unless you got some daddy issues, all right? Then how do you explain uh, Huntress and Batgirl and Batwoman? You're going to look at the, look at me and tell me they don't have some form of daddy issues? Super, Not Batgirl, her dad's awesome. He's Commissioner Super, Gordon. <laughs> Supergirl literally, like her family died. Her parents sent her in a ship to watch over her cousin and then she got lost and then she ended up younger than him like she's got issues with her parents there okay how's that her dad's fault he didn't know that was gonna happen (laughs) well i'm sure she's got issues with her mom too i'm not just saying her dad (laughs) and then like commissioner gordon don't get me wrong awesome guy he's a great guy but he still put his work way before his family you can't tell me there there wasn't barbara and her brother There was probably days with a case where he wouldn't see her and she had to end up being responsible for her little brother. Was he little? Yeah. Yeah, but that's every parent who has, like, multiple kids and is the only one bringing in income. Yeah, that ends up not being a good thing. (laughs) Barbara don't work. Shoot. And I was saying, wait, you were wrong. Adam West wasn't the first Batman (laughs) on air. His oh, name. who was the first? That's what I was like. Yeah, I'm like, no, you're wrong. First one was Louis G. Wilson. He played an adult Lewis version G. of Wilson. Batman. 23, the unknown thespian, donned the cape and the cow in the 15 part 1943 Columbia serial Batman. And then the wow. next one was Robert Lowery. Then it was Adam West. And then Michael Keaton. Even still, I'm sure it wasn't the actual Batman, because back then, Batman killed people (laughs) with guns. (laughs) It's effective is what is effective. Yeah, now it's like he does all this pageantry for the same result. He just got more dramatic. Yeah, but that's every superhero. Wonder Woman used to tie people up. Fair enough, that's true. (laughs) I'd like to. I'd like to do this with other characters too, who have like a a really deep history that goes very far back. See what they were like back then, and then just compare them to now, side by side. Isn't the whole point of a lot of superheroes and supervillains, vigilantes, and all that stuff, is that something happened? They witnessed crime. They saw a family member die. Something like that that triggered them into either. I'm going to destroy the world or I'm going to try to save the world. Batman also, by the way, is a little bit of an anti-hero as we've discussed. So he's not even a super like hero or a vigilante. He goes and kills people all the time. He does not kill people. That's his one rule. <laughs> that's that's the whole thing. Yes. That's what I'm saying. You can't go by movie Batman because all, I don't think any of the movies have ever fully gotten Batman in, right. Nothing in the super like comic book world, Batman has not murdered somebody. No, I don't. At least believe not intentionally. You. He's never killed anybody on purpose. If he has, that man but has I'm barely anger certain issues. In the comics. I it's, bet it's I could like, find a comic. Oh no, there have been comics like, where it's been implied that Batman's like been brainwashed or under mind control or something like that, and he's killed somebody. But he's never, in his right mind, just murdered somebody. Again, the man dones a cape. And goes around flying like a flying squirrel. He's never been in his right mind. Well, I you know. I just remember there there was, and this kind of has to do with with the whole uh, Batman 
destroying people. But um, I just remember I saw this meme and it was like when Superman is... uh, when Superman is just picked up your car and used, I am completely destroying this meme. But when Superman picks up your Toyota to use it as a weapon, and you just got a smile, they're like, <laughs> and you're there, sitting on the street. There was like a whole like I want to say it was Farmers commercial when I think the Avengers were coming out. They're like, oh, what if my house gets stepped on by the you know the aliens? He's like, oh, we cover that. Don't worry. <laughs> and like the superhero comes crashing down, grabs the car and throws it. He's like, don't, don't worry. We cover auto insurance too. They're just like, the best thing for superheroes to do is go, shoot, shoot, go away. You're Super causing property work. damage. In the real world, superheroes are terrible. They're, they're the equivalent of having a bunch of atom bombs running around in your city. <laughs> like, it's not good. Here's the thing though. Back to Justice League though. Cause we've, we've been talking about Batman a lot. And not even about the Batman in this movie. <laughs> so the thing is, like the thing about Justice League 2, I did say there were some good things. I did want to mention those real quick before I before we end this review. Um, I think all the characters are cool. I wish Jason Momoa was a lot more fun like he was in the Joss Whedon version. You know, he just seems like he's always having a good time. But that being said, though, I think the dialogue here, even though it's not always great, it does work to keep the story going. Um, and especially with the villain Steppenwolf, who just seems like you, you feel for him a little bit. Because all he wants, he's just like, Dark Side, come on, bro. Come on. I'm just trying to, I just want to be up there with you. And he's like, nah, you stole me 50,000 worlds. 50,000 worlds? You can't na- knock some of them off? You know my credit bad. <laughs> You kind of feel, I kind of felt bad for him. That being said, though, he still, he would, like, I, I do agree with you, though, Alex. The blood in this movie is completely unnecessary. <laughs> Wonder Woman kills a bunch of people in the beginning of this movie, and then she has the nerve to look at some little girl and be like, now, nah, little girl, aren't you inspired? Inspired by what? You as a murderer? You sure? I'm like, yeah, sure. Killer yeah, lady? Is, Who's definitely one of killing people? There's like a scene where she straight up just shot somebody. She throws it to was- <laughs> She throws that was, That's similar. That's similar to um, Wonder Woman 1984, where, well, not w- without the killing people in blood part, but at the beginning when she's just, you know, you know, being, uh, you know, being. Uh, Wonder Woman? Uh, Wonder Woman, essentially, and um, and then the little girl, she looks at the little girl, or the little girl looks at her, like all inspired and everything. So it's a theme, apparently, with Wonder well, Woman. Well, it's the thing. It's one of those things where you can't have your cake and eat it too. Because Z- Zack Snyder, this is the one thing I will say, Zack Snyder has a problem with. He seems to Blood. think, th- well, that, but also he seems to think that super time. Easy, yes, in reality, if a, if Wonder Woman or Superman or whoever existed and they threw a person to the wall yes with their all their with all of their strength they would die but what he doesn't understand is that even in the comics they established this they hold back that's why people don't die it's not because it's unrealistic it's they choose not to throw them with all their strength because they don't want to just murder everyone they see especially they gauge it if i'm fighting dark side i need all my strength because he's just as strong as me because i'm superman but if I'm fighting a dude who's just selling crack cocaine on the side of the corner of the street, <laughs> I'm not going to punch him with all of my Superman strength. That's okay, unnecessary. Well, I don't think that's the best example to use. Because have you ever come out against a twinker? They got some, they got strength to them. They got that weird superhuman strength. 
So, like, <laughs> maybe, like, a dude holding up, like, a gas station is a better example. When you're fighting somebody on drugs, they got that strength, you know, they literally got nothing to lose, and it's just like, all right, all right, you know what, it's, it's me or them. So, like, maybe, like, a guy holding up, like, a gas station, better example for that situation. I mean, I'm just saying, either way, if they're a normal human being, they don't deserve that. And Zack Snyder, in his mind, he just thinks superheroes have no control and they will just murder anybody they see as long as they're a criminal. And it's just like, Wonder Woman is supposed to be about hope and truth. I don't have hope for this humanity if this is what we have to look forward to. The super marshal of the the galaxy who's just out here murdering anything that doesn't abide by her rules. I don't like it. I don't. What's the deal with, uh, wait, really quick, Cyborg's vision? Uh, now going to the dark side and talking about the downfall and sanity of the, because so, it was literally with the vision, it was about the ruins and it made Superman look evil because he was standing over the ruins of the, the hall, league hall, what's it called? Uh, the hall of justice. Hall of justice. Thank you. With like Batman's mask. Like, it made him look like he was the one who was going to go crazy again, which, you know, again, he he did do. He went and attacked everybody. So this was Zack Snyder's next. You know how the ending of this movie is the big epilogue when they're in the post-apocalyptic world or whatever? Yeah. The big, the originally, Justice League was supposed to be two movies. It's supposed to be Justice League Part 1 and Justice League Part 2. And then they decided to just make it all one movie. I think... Part two was going to be the apocalypse war against Darkseid. And you were going to see more of this dark future. Because he set this up in Batman v Superman too. The idea that somehow Lois Lane dies. And then Superman loses it. Because he's like, not my boo. And then he just cuts loose on the entire world with his Superman powers. And Batman's like, all right, I guess I got to take out Superman. But I'm going to see how that's going to work. And so he's setting that up. But of course, because Zack Snyder's not going to be doing any more Justice League movies, we're never going to see a resolution to that. So again, a lot of these scenes that are in here are stuff that, yes, it's cool setup, but it's cool setup for a movie that's never going to happen. Well, it wouldn't be possible because like Batman, with the way he is set up in this movie, would totally die before Lois Lane. Like if it was in a way of like jumping in front of bullets or something so i don't know how batman could have been blamed for i don't know what scenario they could set up for batman being blamed for lois's lois lane's death because in this movie he he he's way well batman's other thing is he's like self-sacrificing a lot doing stupid moves getting in the middle of shit that he doesn't belong in. He's like, I'll die for them instead. No, dude, we had a plan. Stick to the plan. We could have resolved <laughs> all this. That is the plan. Me dying. <laughs> so, yeah, he's suicidal, dude. Um, So Batman would have sacrificed himself totally for Lois. So I don't understand how Superman could even be like, oh, Batman's to blame. I must kill him and then going well, crazy. It's not that Batman's also- Joker just says that, but he's not like Batman is to blame. He just says that to make Batman feel bad. Because Batman feels bad. Because he's like, man, Superman, if that was my girl, I'd feel bad. So so I kind of feel bad. You know, it's, it's the equivalent of when your best friend gets broken up with. you And you hate his girlfriend. And you're just like, I hated her, but I don't want to see you sad. So I'm sad. <laughs> what? 
So, okay. And- <laughs> Wait, no, like, you confused, like, you, what? So, like, all I'm saying is, is that Batman, seeing Lois Lane die, from, like, he, he empathizes with Superman. He's like, I get it. You love this woman. And now she's gone. I feel bad. I'm still gonna stop you, but I feel bad. I feel See, if I could have stopped it, I would have stopped it. You know, because I'm bad. That's not true friendship there. I would go on the rampage with them. You, if you, that's what you need to do. No, Alex. No, that's the Absolutely. wrong thing to do. <laughs> you don't start murdering society because your best not friend got murdered. broken and like, lost their girlfriend. Look, you whatever <laughs> they need to do to work stuff out, like I'll find a way and help them. Ride or die. If, yeah, hell die. yeah. Nah, you, nah, this I got a crowbar. Just, I got like, a crossbow. For someone who keeps saying Batman needs bats. to have a therapy session, that person would need to have a therapy session. Look. Okay, so in transitioning from that, so we've talked about a lot of the maybe not so positive aspects of this movie. Is there anything that you both think really added to the original in a positive way? Alex? Go I go for Um, I feel like Although, with the way the movie was set up, I wasn't so much of a fan. Um, Zack Snyder got to release the movie he wanted to release. Because, like Jerome had mentioned, he was taken... Was he taken off the project, or did he quit halfway through? His daughter uh, tragically committed suicide while he was in the process of editing the project. So he took... He He, stepped away to uh, be with his family. Yeah. In fact, at the end of this movie, when it says for Autumn, that's his daughter. He honored, he honored, yeah, he dedicates oh, this nice. movie to that's his daughter. Nice. Which is something I think is, is really nice. He got to complete a project. You could tell at the beginning of the film when you can see it's Snyder's kind of cut going on before you go into the more jokey humor of Justice League when you can tell Joss Whedon because he's kind of campy. Um, you can tell he really put his heart into this project. And now he got to create the movie he wanted to. Yes, it's very long. And yeah, yeah, it should have probably been split up into two Justice Leagues. But, you know, the fans who really were behind uh, Snyder got to see the project to fulfillment finally. And I think it's a lot of like kind of having like finally feeling like rest about it, too, because also doing uh, going on in his personal life and having that uh, horrible tragedy happen. This has got to be a completed chapter for him, kind of making him feel a little. There's something about finishing a project that you stopped when something horrible happened. Um, not that I am comparing it. Not not that I can compare anything to losing a child or uh, losing a child to suicide. There's a lot of things I stopped when Snowbell passed because she had been in my life for 21 years. She was such a big part, and finally going back and like finishing things like. I finally cleaned up my apartment. It was like, as gross as it sounds, it was like a month I didn't take a shower. And just doing those little things like felt like these big accomplishments and you feel this kind of inner peace. And so I can't imagine the feeling he must have when he finally got to bring all this to light. And I will say, you can clearly see that his heart was in this project. The characters were trying, were trying to be well established again it ran too much time and it really needed to be two films but you can see he was really trying to establish these characters as a whole 
since they weren't given their own movie singular before this, he was showing you this is the character we're dealing with. It's not the Batman of the past. It's not the Wonder Woman of the past. This is who they are now. This is how we have to see them now. And this is the movie that I'm giving you. And this is what we have here. So I did think he did very good in creating his own little DC universe at that moment, especially because you have like all the various like characters for Batman and Superman. And then you have the TV shows. He did a good job establishing that these were kind of his versions, which I think is really good. So the, I appreciate that yeah. in that it's 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 a win for creative liberties because you hardly ever see that where the studio just gives full uh, rights and, and they, they let the director or whoever's in charge just go crazy and release whatever they want, especially when there's so much money behind it. But like Jerome, you said, this was demanded by the fans. So it was a mutually beneficial thing. It, it was probably very therapeutic for Zack Snyder to release this after um, all of these years. And it was, you know, on, on the logistics side, it was probably a nice marketing and money making opportunity for HBO Max and um, and uh, DC and Warner Brothers and whatever. So I think uh, I like I definitely think, yeah, I agree that the characterization this time around is much better, mostly because he has more time to do it. And that was kind of the big problem with the first uh, Justice League is that you because you don't have in the Aquaman movie, you don't have a Flash movie, you don't have a Cyborg movie. We need to take time to introduce these people to you. Cyborg, especially because his origin is tied into the plot like uh pretty heavily with him being like made from a mother box and that's like the those those are the MacGuffins of the movie so those three characters need to be introduced but at the same time you then also need to establish where is batman coming from at this point in his life we've only seen him in batman v superman as a side character uh where's wonder woman coming from we've only seen her as a side character so uh in that aspect, there is a lot of introductions that need to be had, a lot of establishing of who of characters that needs to be had, and we need to see the team come together. And and a lot of that, and that's a lot to do in one movie, because at least the Avengers, like it's always like at the end of every Avengers movie before you know the Avengers came out, um, whether that be Iron Man, Thor, whatever, they were always setting up, hey, Avengers is coming, hey, we're putting the team together, you know, they were always kind of keeping that in your mind so by the yeah, time we hit that movie some connection yeah so by the time we hit avengers you could hit the ground running and just be like all right we're putting the team together right now boom teams together we're done so i applaud him for for doing that i think yeah i think this time around it is done well and also again Zack snyder is if there's if nothing else an incredibly good visual director um he just knows how to make cool looking stuff like he he that is one thing he is really good at and he does not disappoint here everything in here with the superhero stuff and the superhero rocks even i would even say in Joss Whedon's version where batman feels like he's kind of just around in this Zack Snyder gives batman stuff to do like batman feels like he is a part of the team he's part of the action of like fighting these uh these aliens as opposed to just all right i'm going to drive my car around and then i i guess i pay for everything but it's like, nah, he gets to get in there and karate, you know, granted, all he gets to do is shoot some aliens with a gun with an alien blaster. But still, yeah, I will say in the Joss Whedon one, he 
they made him kind of like that babysitter role. Yeah. And it was like, well, people have established that, you know, how much they like Batman's character, how much they actually thought Ben Affleck did well in this role. Which I I'm thought not arguing. Okay. Yeah, I'm not arguing that. I think he's one of the decent Batman uh, that I have seen. And I think they did not give him enough in the Justice League before. Um, this one, you were able to see more of his capabilities and what he what his stance was in the team really it wasn't just money he was part of it more um going back to cyborg really quick um when you were talking about how he kind of had to be introduced not a lot of people know who cyborg is too if you're just kind of watching the movies or the shows or stuff like that so they did have to do a pretty strong introduction for him and build such a strong trust throughout this movie that i think they did really well that when that vision came at the end that little foreshadowing, you felt worried. You felt like concerned and everything because you were trusting Cyborg and his abilities. You had faith in him. And to build that through a whole movie when it's, he's not, he is one of the main characters, but there are so many that kind of building a trust with a new main character right there while you have like the three other ones that you know so well and then the Flash people know very well too. So to create a whole new bond with this one to the point that you watch that scene and you're like, oh crap, well, Cyborg sees it. I believe Cyborg has this power. He's going to predict something and now we're all screwed and going to a wasteland. So the fact that he was able to build that trust with his fans that allowed them to believe more so what could occur from Cyborg's vision, uh, I think was really well done that he's able to build these bonds with his character and his fans. So he's really good at that. I will say that. Uh, I also will say yeah. I like a lot of the supporting cast in here too. Well, there's a lot of supporting cast, but I like I I like despite Lois Lane not having much to do, when she does show up, she's not too bad. Um, Martha Kent, uh, Superman's mom, played by Diane Lane, really great. I loved her. Um, I love Jeremy Irons as Alfred. I think him. I think I think in any other Batman movie, it doesn't work. With Ben Affleck's Batman as like his foil between the two of them, I think it works. It works. Yeah. With, they have a good chemistry with each other, where their dialogue doesn't feel forced. They feel it does feel like Alfred is the old butler who's been rolling with Ben Affleck's Batman, who's like been Batman for twenty years. So I I like their dynamic. I think Alfred does. I wish Batman would do some more of what Alfred does in this movie because Alfred kind of does the detective and strategy stuff that Batman also does in the comics. But that being said, um, overall, though, I like their dynamic um, and I think he makes a great Alfred. It's a shame because he's not going to be Alfred anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, I like a lot of the supporting cast. Um I think if anything, I do want to say the cameos though, while cool, are unnecessary. And I, I the one in particular, which is Martian Manhunter, who definitely does not need to be in this movie. And even if it was in the theatrical version, I would have said this does not need to be in the movie. Cut him out, like for real. <laughs> um, I hate to say it. I hope it don't sound ridiculous. I don't know who this man is. A lot of people don't. But it's like I mean, he could be walking down the street. I wouldn't. It, I wouldn't. If know you need him. to, if you're gonna do Martian Manhunter, you got to do it right. And the way it is done here, it just feels like an afterthought. Um, but that being said, though, 
uh yeah overall i think the cast did an amazing job visuals were there uh i like i love the battle scene when diana's explaining like the battle between steppenwolf and dark side and like humanity and you get to see some characters that maybe you probably are not going to see for a while like green lantern you got to see a lantern finally in a movie since ryan reynolds green lantern so it's like that's cool do you think they're gonna bring him back as green lantern if no. they do can no they're probably too much of a dare. like a running joke though about because i know he his, was like tweeting it on like st patty's day or something ryan reynolds was like making jokes and stuff about it i think they're gonna move on and get like a new green lantern uh tyrese has been pushing to be green lantern for a long time uh john stewart green lantern Ty- or not yeah yeah john stewart green lantern because there's multiple human green lanterns john stewart's the black green lantern um so tyrese sweet lady oh. that tyrese yeah tyrese has been pushing to be green lantern a long time i don't think they're gonna do it i think they're gonna Fast hire like tyrese. anybody else <laughs> unfortunately um i don't want to shade tyrese no no it's not because it's, it's not gonna tyrese i think the, no, the studio I mean, I mean, is just I, gonna I, be I, like I, nah bruh it's gonna be like no Look, you can make that Fast and Furious uh, money. You lie. <laughs> You'll be all right. <laughs> I mean, I thought the franchise was dying. No, they got like two more they movies. Move to like Hobbs and Jobs. There's supposed I to be like two more movies. Black left, Lantern ring somewhere. Like, I was going to grab it. I would like to see a Green Lantern well, movie. I'd like to see one. I would like to see more of the different lanterns. Because I remember the yellow one and the red one, I think, in the movie of the Green Lantern. I don't think the red one's in there. Yeah, there's Red Lanterns. No, I know there's Red Lanterns, but I'm trying to remember what was in the Ryan Reynolds one. Oh, there was none, like, technically. It's just green. but uh, Just green? It's, it's teased at the end when Sinestro gets the yellow lantern, lantern ring to be like, and their ma- and next movie, yellow lanterns. And then every, all the fans were like, <laughs> next movie. That's cute. See ya. <laughs> and they didn't. Why would you one. go with like yellow? That's like, like a horrible color scheme. That's the opposite of movie. green on the color wheel. I think it's just a horrible color scheme. It's a lemon lime thing going on. It's the opposite color. Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> green lantern. It's now green, it's bright. Green lantern. Yellow. Well, the Sinestro core, but yeah, yellow lanterns. No, I get what you're saying, but still, like visually, it's an unappealing thing. And it would just be a lot of green and yellow fight scenes, and that's like not something. Like I well, before we watch dive that. too deep into the into the Green Lantern uh, color palette, let's get <laughs> our grades and final thoughts on Justice League. So this podcast is not longer than the actual movie. So Jerome, Damn. what is your? <laughs> um. Jerome, what's your grade? Uh, this movie gets from me. Hmm. See, because for me, the grade is like very different. Because I, I like I'm grading. Okay, I'm grading this based off of when it would have came out and how it would have came out. Because I know how it would have came out. They would have made a shorter version for theatrical release, and then they would have released this. So based off that, this gets a C. Because I know that the theatrical cut would have been a D. <laughs> That's it is par for the course with Zack Snyder. It's the same thing. He released Batman v Superman, terrible movie. But so then you watch the the ultimate cut, the extended cut, makes a lot more sense. A lot of the plot holes are fixed. A lot of the characterization is fixed, and it's a better movie altogether. So I feel like 
Justice League was going to be the same way. <laughs> the theatrical version, people were going to hate it. Then they're going to release the extended version, and people are going to love it. And so it gets a C. Um, mainly just because I think the the length is too long. There's a lot of scenes in here that are in unnecessary slow-mo. The ones that aren't in slow-mo are just unnecessary in general. Um, that epilogue, while cool, great scene, was even, if it, even if it was in the original cut or an extended cut, I'd still be like, why is this here? <laughs> like this, this feels like a scene that should be in the next movie. So it's just, there's a lot um, here that just can be, you know, a lot of fat that could be trimmed. That should have just let, been left shanked up on the cutting room floor for real. Um, but that being said, though, the things that are good really do shine here. This is an improvement from the Joss Whedon Justice League movie. To say it's not, you're just lying to yourself. Or you just want to be a hater. This is an improvement. There's a lot of great characterization in here that's much better. I care about Cyborg and his family and his father. Um, and understand why he's pissed. Rightfully so. Um, I care about the Justice League and the team coming together. Uh, a lot of the visuals in here are better. Flash's powers look awesome. I love how they just picked the Flash here. It doesn't always look great, like because I do agree. I, Alex, you made a good point that I didn't think about that. Like the Flash is slow in his scenes when he's doing his super speed. He is, especially I think when it was the first scene he met Batman too, and I really noticed it there because Batman I think throws one of his little bat thingies. Batarang. Yes, yeah, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. That's ridiculous. It's a batarang. Um, That's what it's called. <laughs> not saying. He like walks around Batman, but he's doing slow-mo too. Like he's circling him. And like the way he moves when the bat thing comes near his face, it's like it it's all unnecessarily slow when he should be moving at human normal speed unless the flash in our normal speed moves slower than us. It, that doesn't make any sense. But I, I, I especially love that scene at the end when he's rewinding time. I've never seen time rewinded in like a super speed fashion that way. Again, Zack Snyder, man, he, he's got the creative brain to make stuff like that. And it works here. So I would say like there is a lot of great stuff here. Will I watch this again? No. <laughs> I don't have four hours to, say, to spare again to watch this again. But am I glad I got to see... A creator makes something, no restrictions, no bars held, just got to do what he wanted to do. Yes. I think that's cool of Warner Brothers to do that. All respects to Zack Snyder that he was uh, allowed himself to come like, you know, to come back and do this with a project that I'm sure uh, was during a rough time for him. I hope he is doing better, him and his wife. And their other, uh, I think they have a son as well. So I hope their his family is doing well. Um, overall, I think this is cool, and I can't wait. The next movie Zack Snyder is working on is another zombie movie. I think it's called War of the Dead, or whatever. So I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what Zack Snyder is going to do next outside of the superhero realm for a while. He's been doing superhero movies since Watchmen for a minute. So I'm glad to see him like spreading his wings a little bit and doing something new. So overall, it gets a C from me. Cool. Alex, what's your grade and your reasons why? 
I would say like yeah, a Z, a Z. Sorry, I was thinking about zombies. <laughs> I was thinking zombies. <laughs> um, I was about to say, right. damn, that's like, 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 you didn't give me that, like that, that energy in the. <laughs> Uh, I thought you hated Malcolm and Marie more than this one, but you give this a lower score? Um, No, I think it's about a C as well. (laughs) It is one of those movies you have to commit to watching fully through. Because there are a lot of scenes, again with the slow-mo, I wanted to skip over. But I knew they were kind of needed to be watched. Because if you skip over too far, all of a sudden you're in a new conversation. And it's like they just took you know got out of it too quickly so i will say a lot of the scenes i understand why he creatively wanted to put them in there from his own vision but like a lot of films sometimes that scene although you may want it in there is not necessary to the viewer um i i am very happy that he got to fulfill the creative project he wanted and yes, it's a big thing with studios to, you know, force directors to hold back. So it is very nice to see this movie was, it was definitely um, vi- uh, visible that this movie came from his heart. Um, unnecessarily bloody at times. This isn't a horror film. It's an action film. Yes. But like even action films aren't that bloody. Um, so like, I think he was mixing genres a little bit and i don't think that's something you can do so much especially when it comes to very high profile comic book characters um when you have them and you're working with them the lighting bothered me but i did like how he was able to establish these characters in the time frame he had i like that you got to know who they were and like I said previously, he really made sure that you knew it was his Batman, it was his Superman, it was his Wonder Woman, his Flash, all of his characters, not something that was connected so much hardcore to the comic books, not something that was hardcore connected to, you know, the older Batman or, you know, the Flash on TV or anything like that. These were the people he wanted to represent and they definitely played to the role they were made for. So I will say that. Um he did have a he did have a good establishment that the characters were well fitted for the role he wanted from like Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman. Um, it was more just kind of the lighting and the unnecessary blood that kind of lowered it. I don't think I'd watch it again, not because it wasn't good, but it's because I don't have the attention span for that. I can't sit straight for four hours. I just can't do that. It's one of the reasons I couldn't watch the Avengers in theater. I get antsy. I need to move around. And especially with those slow-mo scenes, I kept getting like a little, it, I won't lie, I got a little bit anxious because I'm like, oh my God, hurry up, hurry up. So I think if, you know, watch it because you're able to see definitely that Zack Snyder was able to put who he was into this film. And it's a great thing to see, especially when you're in the creative field yourself. Um... Put your contrast on high so you're able to see everything. (laughs) With the flash, all due respect, like I said, maybe that one you can definitely speed up. That one's okay. What's funny, too, is Um, the flash's lightning is normally yellow, not blue. And I wonder if he made it blue because he could make it darker. (laughs) 
<laughs> you didn't have right. I noticed too much that color. too. You can't use that. <laughs> I thought that was like okay. Maybe he's like well, because like the bluer the flame, the hotter it is. So maybe he's like. But then it was like he's wearing like red and yellow or red and orange. Or like why is all of a sudden his lightning's blue? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I did like that a lot of the like so like my problem with uh, like Avengers or like other DC films, they, like, do a lot of, like, hidden secrets. Oh, if you notice this, then you know the answer to the next movie. He didn't do that. He simply, you know, made the movie for the movie. He didn't try to be like, oh, I'm being sneaky and hiding this Easter egg in there and this and that. Which, I'm sure there are Easter eggs, don't get me wrong. All the directors and writers like to do that. Hmm. But this, but it wasn't this, like, possibly unnecessary Yeah, I didn't catch any, but yeah. I'm sure there are some. There, I'm, like, sure you can there's always some diehard fans out there that find them. Uh, this movie was really able to stand on its own too. And you, d- you weren't trying to search and be like, Oh my God, where was the scene? Oh my God, where are this? And you were really able to just watch that scene in that moment. I think that's really rare a lot for like comic book and superhero films nowadays. Cause they're always like ready with the next film, ready to go. Here's a new, here's a new sequel coming out. And this one, you really just got to enjoy as, the solid movie that it was. So I will give him credit for that, that it was a very good, solid, standalone movie, even without, like, of course, Batman versus Superman holds a main plot to this one, but it could also still be alone. You don't need to know why Superman died. You'd just be dead. People like to raise the dead once in a while. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, the first one's to die give um just uh zach snyder's justice league the grade of a c what's funny too is we started Uh, out real hot in this review but you know we ended (laughs) soft and i think that's really right (laughs) we got our emotions out we got our emotions out and then we were like we thought critically by the end well we gotta Um, fight about maybe i'll throw maybe i'll Maybe I'll throw in my my rating once I watch the movie one of these days. Who knows? But all I know is that this podcast episode gets an A. Okay? And with that being said... Yeah. (laughs) Uh (laughs) With that being said, uh, how can everybody follow you on social media? Alex, you can go first today. Uh, I'm mainly on my Instagram, Alex and Nobody. Um, and I handle the TikTok of the podcast, which is the first ones to die, as well as helping build the website, which hopefully we will have available soon. Just got to figure out a few more stuff. And, you know, you can always contact us by email, the first ones to die, our Instagram, the first ones to die, which I think me and Jonathan are more active on it, but we make Jerome get on there sometimes. (laughs) But what about you, Jerome? Where are we finding you? Oh, you can find me at Not Jerome Rett on Instagram. You can also find me at RoboZoo Media at, uh, on Instagram as well. Uh, finally uploaded something on there. <laughs> it's not much, just a little logo piece, but you know, it's a start to bigger things, and that's the important thing. Um, uh, that's just, a, and that's just a site where you can see any of the other creative stuff I'm doing. Um, and then also, uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram. Go to the YouTube page. See this video version of this audio if you're listening to this as audio only we do video baby it's on youtube go on over come check out uh first ones to die on youtube subscribe, subscribe. 
you know, there, they uh, there aren't too many videos, exclusive like videos. Bring the little bell and everything like that. Yeah, there aren't too many exclusive oh, yeah. videos. Yeah, we're yet, working on the exclusive videos. Stuff. We're going to start putting some more stuff up there. So stuff you can't listen mm-hmm. to on audio because the only way to see it is on YouTube. So do that. Exactly. There you go. That, that part. And you, Jonathan? And and you can find me at Jonathan Keys, Twitter, Instagram, whatever your choice is. I'm not mad at you. And you can follow us at The First Ones to Die on any social media platform of your choosing. We'll see you next week for, we haven't decided which one we're releasing or next week or we're doing next week, but we will let you know in due time. All we can tell you is, is that uh, it has something to do with murder. Both of our options murder. have have to do with murder. I feel like so. I'm gonna get blamed for that episode though. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for that. And with that being said, we are the first ones to die, and we'll see you all next week. Later. Bye. Bye-bye. Go be superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>